Okay. So we were talking, uh, this is a little bit of like a meta commentary about what we do as friends. Mm. We were talking uh, off mic about the Great British Baking Show, in particular Mary Berry and how she says the word pralines. 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 That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And I had a question that I wanted to save until we were officially recording Mary Berry's old, correct? God, like we, yeah. we we would agree that she's old. I'm extremely worried about her skincare routine. Otherwise, <laughs> um, or one just very. She's 85 years old. God, God bless. Oh god my bless. gosh. Well, we might want to hold off on the blessings until we answer this question truthfully. Do we think Mary Berry <laughs> is a part of QAnon? <laughs> oh no! How, how far down the rabbit hole do you think Mary Mary is? I don't. I don't think she is. Uh, where we come, one we come many. But <laughs> could she, you imagine I, showing up on a Saturday afternoon to storm the Capitol, and you're like, "Is that? Is that Mary Berry? <laughs> is, is that Mary Berry right here, hobbling her way up the Capitol steps?" For the revolution. <laughs> she said, I just thought we were taking back the colonies. <laughs> <laughs> we said stop the steal. I thought you meant the American steal of the colonies. From <laughs> right. Britain. That's right. what I thought you meant. Right, we right, got to be right. careful because Mary Berry's at the age where we make a joke about her and then she dies and then we're, we're not in a great standing. <laughs> We have the potential to be real jerks in a week when this here's comes the, out. Okay, here, here's the thing. I respect her to a fault until I find out whether or not she worships at the altar of Q. <laughs> everyone everyone is innocent until proven QAnon. <laughs> <laughs> that's got to be a sticker. That's got to <laughs> That's like not even, that's not even Sir the Plot like sticker wise. That's just a good sticker to have. <laughs> That's my litmus test. Is I just hold up a picture of a five G tower and just wait. Huh? What do you What do you think about that? Huh? What do you think about this? What do you think about that? Huh? So I like I don't personally think that she is like super far down the rabbit hole, but I do think that she has shared some things on Facebook, not knowing that it was like QAnon talking points. Like mm. grandma, grandma, you can't say that. Right. You know what you should do instead of watching handpicked QAnon Facebook videos, Mary Berry? You should listen to Start of the Plot, a podcast where we watch the first and last scenes of a movie, and then we try to make up what happens in between. My name is Brady King. My name is Derek Foltz. My name is Colton Hart. And my name is Tyler. And welcome to our longest episode ever. Uh, this is going to be four hours, I think, is what we're shooting for, guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm shooting for six. <laughs> we're going to take every joke and string it out over the course of two or three minutes <laughs> over an Amazonian chant. <laughs> uh, what movie are we doing today, guys? Oh, could you not guess? We're doing the Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut. Hey. You don't even have to add Justice League or like <laughs> Justice League, the Snyder Cut or like Zack Snyder's Justice League. All you have to say is the Snyder Cut, and people will instantly know what you're talking about. <laughs> Whenever I looked at the script you sent us, I was like, Justice League. Oh, right, right, oh, right. Oh, right, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. So this is actually a movie not only have we all seen, but we've all seen it together because we're friends and we enjoy each other's company. But more than that, we enjoy uh, downing sugary beverages and salty snacks while watching <laughs> four hours 
of Zack Snyder's lucid dreams. I don't know what time we started, but we started sometime in the early afternoon. And by the time we ended, we were questioning if restaurants were still open. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where do you guys want to go eat? Oh, wait. Nothing is open. Um, We had started it at, I think, 4.30. And we had taken some pauses in between. And I believe we got done at about 4.45. Or uh, 8.45. I was like, well. Yeah. We, we just fast forwarded through it. And it still took 45 minutes. <laughs> it was that long of a movie. So if you are unfamiliar with the Snyder Cut, I'm going to hand this one over to Colton. Colton, you know you know DC things. I mean, I know a little all about bit. DC. Why don't you explain to the good people what the Snyder Cut is, who I'm sure have just been living under a rock for the past <laughs> three to four months. Yeah, so if you really want to get down into it, Snyder had a vision of filming it in 4.3... No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> oh, yes, this podcast will be presented to you in 4x3 format. In 4 in 4 Preserve sure the plot's creative vision. Um, no, so basically, um, back in the good old days of Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder's daughter sadly passed away, and so he left the project and handed the reins over to Josh Whedon. After it came out, a bunch of the actors and stuff were like wanting... Zack Snyder's original vision to come out into fruition. And I will um, say, having watched the movie, and we'll talk about this later, justifiably so. My my dad will defend just about any superhero movie except Justice League. We both walked out of that and we were just like, ugh, that was a that was a tough watch. So I watched part of Justice League, like the original, like like the night before. And the original Justice League's two hours. If I was an actor and you were like, you took out two hours worth of movie that we filmed for, I'd be so upset. Like, <laughs> like I'd be so mad. We, like, like, Mystery Science Theater pretty much throughout this movie. Because, I mean, <laughs> what else were we going to do? It's the only way we could keep ourselves awake <laughs> yeah. long enough to get through this thing. <laughs> there were genuinely, like, some very exhilarating action scenes and also, like, Stuff that like kind of leaves you in awe. Yes. And that feels so weird talking about this movie because the original Justice League is so bad. Oh my gosh. That scene when the Flash goes in super slow motion and zips over to that car and uh, the camera pans over and Zack Snyder is there with his pants down giving the middle (laughs) finger to Joss Whedon. That's my favorite (laughs) part of the whole movie. Because as we all... That was was the only reshoot of the... the (laughs) Of the additional things. Like, that was it. Yeah. Uh, Zack Snyder is actually holding up a sign that said, Guess who? Guess what work environment isn't toxic, Joss? Ooh, yikes. <laughs> um, so, anyway, yeah, we are going to be making up the plot of Justice League. And what we do on this podcast is, like I said, we watch the first and last scenes of the movie, then just make up whatever happens in between. And it gets, it gets real wild, it gets real wacky. Um, but since we are not allowed to play movie audio on the podcast, we convert everything into screenplay format and then we read and reenact what happens. Colton Hart is going to be reading for us and narrating for us as always, you big, strong, handsome man, you, and Derek and I are going to be playing a couple different characters. Hey, Colton. Yes. How are you feeling today? Um, I'm feeling brave and bold and like a man of steel, <laughs> wonderful and hopeful, fast and cyborgy, um, and fishy. Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to get oh, all of them in there. And I, oh. <laughs> I just, I just feel rich. 
<laughs> the most important one of them all, wealthy. What's your superpower again? <laughs> I'm rich. We see the inside of a small stone building. Glass windows frosted over with ice. Several dozen villagers are gathered inside, staring at one man. An elderly fisherman, his hands lined with age, taps his finger against a small business card that reads, Bruce Wayne. Bruce Wayne? Bruce Wayne. He glances at the man by his side, Arthur Curry. He is tall and muscular with piercing blue eyes and long brown hair. They speak to each other in Icelandic. The storm grounded choppers for six days. Where did he come from? He said he climbed over the mountain. Impossible. Arthur turns his gaze to the man standing before them, Bruce Wayne, and translates the fisherman's words. Talk. I believe there is a stranger who comes to this village from the sea. He comes in the winter when the people are hungry and brings some fish. He comes on the king tide. That was last night. You have eyes? So see. Icebergs in the harbor. It's been four months since the last ship got through. Well, this stranger doesn't come by ship. Arthur relays Bruce's words to the fisherman with an angry smirk on his face. There are enemies coming from far away. I need warriors. This stranger, others like him. I'm building an alliance to defend ourselves. It's very important I see this man. If this stranger exists, we'll give him your message. $5,000, American. I'll give you 25000 to talk to this man outside right now. Arthur and the fisherman laugh, and the rest of the villagers join. The fisherman glares at Bruce, speaking in unbroken English. How dare this dog speak to us like children? Ooh, a magical man from the sea. We are poor, not stupid. Get out. I'm sorry. I can't do that. Not until we've spoken. He said get out. Bruce speaks back in perfect Icelandic. I don't think so. Arthur grabs Bruce by the coat and pins him against the wall. Before he can throw a punch, Bruce pulls out a wad of cash from his jacket. Easily more than 25000 Arthur rolls his eyes and lowers Bruce to the ground. Arthur Curry, also known as the protector of the oceans. The Aquaman. Here's what I'm thinking. We could almost go a documentary route with this one. Okay. With the hunt for the mythical Aquaman. Okay. <laughs> they say he comes on the king's tide at night. Then leaves a fish at your doorstep if you've been a good child. <laughs> he Just sees like you Bruce when said. you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. <laughs> he knows to bring a fish to your door. So be good for goodness sake. Or he'll literally he'll drag you into the ocean and devour your guts in the sea. <laughs> I, I I like the idea of Aquaman being this like Icelandic Santa stand-in. <laughs> Here's the thing I think American holiday traditions could benefit from. Obviously, Icelandic Santa has enemies. Who are our Santa's enemies? <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> Amazon and Jeff Bezos. Jeff Bezos, that's right. I forgot. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Lay it on us, there's a There's a terrifying moment when Derek goes, hear me out. Oh, no! And then, like... <laughs> it's game over. All right. Bruce Wayne is the name of one of Santa's elves. 
he. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Don't you dare say another word. <laughs> the enemies that are coming are the combined forces of Jeff Bezos. This is a Christmas movie. I, I'm yes. saying that right now. This is a Christmas movie. Bruce Wayne is one of Santa's elves. He is trying to build a team for Santa because Santa can't take on the forces of Jeff Bezos and capitalism alone. Mm, oh, right. his, name, his name is Captain Capitalism. Um, <laughs> Captainism. <laughs> well, we know that famously uh, Jeff Bezos' singular goal has been to melt the polar ice caps to wipe out the competition. Right. Mm-hmm. He's trying to bring about the heat death of the universe. Well, so and, that then, way. and then he can sell boats to everyone who has to get yeah. right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's worth noting that this is a different Jeff Bezos than the one that was in Transformer, our Transformers episode. No, oh, no, that's no, right. No, no. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because no, no, they no, were no. they were fight they were fighting Amazon Prime. No, we no, are no. Derek. Hmm. After credit scene, we go to Jeff <laughs> Bezos lab, and we see. A small little robot that says Jeff, that says Amazon Prime. No! <laughs> Take it back! Oh. Grab it! Stuff it back in the box! <laughs> Derek, hurry! I'm trying! <laughs> Let me in. I'll be the IGGY. <laughs> okay, I like this. So this, this Bruce character is an elf, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so he's trying to build an alliance by going country to country and knocking on doors trying to find like Santa equivalents. Yep. So that they can yep. mm-hmm. build build up a, a a Santa force, a a Santa league, if you will. <laughs> a, San, a Santa squad. Uh, there it is, a Santa squad. I I knew we'd get there eventually. Um what are we? Some kind of Santa squad. <laughs> uh yeah, and so he goes to find the Aquaman, which is Iceland's uh, equivalent of Santa. Right. Yeah, it doesn't transfer well into English. Like in Icelandic, it means like gift giver from the water. But yeah, right, right. But in English, it's a dead Aquaman. Well, he does the best. Aquaman does the best that he can. There's only so many things to give right. from Iceland: rocks, right. ice, and fish. <laughs> and that's about that's about it. Hot springs. Hot springs. Uh, uh, seasonal depression. Bjork. 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 <laughs> Bjork. Uh, uh, that's she, it. Yeah, oh, Arthur Curry. He signs like these. Really <laughs> <laughs> um, now we got to go down and redub. This now scene. we got to re-record. <laughs> we got to we got to go re-record the scene. Yeah. So okay. Um, Jeff Bezos is trying to buy the North Pole from right. Santa. He's almost there too. The man could probably do it. Yeah, and Santa says, oh, ho, ho, heck no, brother. Um, <laughs> did you say brother? It's, I did. It's Hulk it's, Hogan. It's Hulk, it's Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Hogan plays yeah. Santa Claus in this movie. Um, and uh, Jeff Bezos says, well, if you don't, then I'm going to bring an army with me to take the North Pole by force. Yeah. And Santa says, ho, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, and realizes that he does not have the power to take them on himself. And so he sends out his best elf, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> to go gather uh, the troops. To go fa- to go around to the countries and gather up the uh, the equivalent Santa Clauses of the world. So that they can come together and defend the nexus of all Santa Clauses, the North Pole. Right. That's why, and, and Bruce Wayne is tiny. That's why he is able to like pin him up against the wall. Yeah, he's super yeah. easy to lift up. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I like this a lot. Uh, and I think there's only one way we're going to figure out where on earth this goes from here. 
And that is to read the next scene. Oh, okay. Bruce Wayne gasps awake. A noise outside the large windows of his lakeside condo has woken him up. He climbs slowly out of bed and walks to the door, where a green figure descends slowly from the sky. His eyes glow red, and the large cape waves gently in the wind behind it. Can I help you? I'm sure you know Darkseid is not finished with Earth. The anti-life equation is here somewhere. We have to find it before he does, and I'm here to help. I'm... I'm sorry, who are you again? I've gone by many names, and gone by many forms, and like you, I have stake in this world, and it's time I start fighting for it. Well, we could definitely use the help, so glad you're here. You know, I never thought I'd see the Defenders of Earth united, fighting as one. It wouldn't have happened without you, Bruce. Your mother and father would be proud. I hope so. Well, I'll be in touch. Oh, and some have called me Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter takes off into the sky and over the lake, leaving Bruce alone. Guess I'll see you around. <laughs> All right, boys, <sighs> we've got some dots to connect. I hate, I hate the fact that I'm saying this sentence out loud, but Martian Manhunter is Mars's Santa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's... oh, obviously. Yeah, he's watched obviously. the what I can only assume is going to be a battle of just galactic proportions <laughs> as the Santas come together to fight Jeff Bezos. Yes, yes. It was literally visible for Mars, so he came over here right. to congratulate Bruce on a job well done. So. Here's the thing. I think that Jeff Bezos, in his never-ending quest for power, right. finds out a thing called the anti-life or the anti-life equation. Right. Well, you know, it's like the Google algorithm, but it's like it's like once you go past the Google algorithm, nobody really questions. <laughs> like, this is this is page two of Google results. <laughs> if you click every affiliate link at the same time. Across the <laughs> entire internet, it activates the anti-life equation. Uh, Jeff Bezos was—he was looking through to find power on the Earth, but eventually he had to turn to the stars and find, you know, other evil Santas to join oh, him. Oh, who are willing to do his dirty work? Who are willing you. to do his dirty work? And that's—I think we've got Jeff Bezos thinks he's the big bad, but it ends up as yes, Derek. <laughs> So, what's the only thing that can fight Santa? Oh gosh, Krampus! Oh no! I think there's, I think there's this scene where like all the Santas are lining up on an open battlefield, and then Jeff like brings forth his army, and a like glowing red demonic circle opens up <laughs> in the middle of the battlefield. <laughs> And all the sandals tremble in fear as Krampus emerges from the underworld. <laughs> it's it's literally uh, Krampus. Uh, this is like an intergalactic Krampus named Darkseid. Yes, yes. <laughs> He's the one that told Jeff Bezos about the anti-life equation. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I was about to say, you know who the only two people on the earth are who knew the location of Krampus and how to like bring him into this world it was it was bruce's parents that's why marcia manhunter at the end says <laughs> <laughs> your parents would be proud. that's why they had to be stopped <laughs> so jeff bezos jeff bezos kidnaps his parents 
And it becomes no, personal no, 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 for no. Bruce. We're going full. We're going full DC Comics. Jeff Bezos shot Bruce Wayne's parents <laughs> in a dark alley when he was a wee little elf because they figured out how to find the anti-life equation. And the only reason Krampus can't get to it, he can't operate a mouse and keyboard with his hooves. <laughs> with his hooves. <laughs> Don't you dare take that away from me. That's why it's personal for Bruce, is because yeah. Jeff Bezos killed his parents in a dark alley one lonely night, and there's a five-minute-long shot of her pearls just scattering across the concrete over and over in it, slow motion, backwards, forwards, every angle. In, in the slowest motion. In the slowest of motions. Right. So Krampus is the one that tells Jeff Bezos about the anti-life equation and says, you can become the ruler of everything. Uh, if you find the anti-life equation, I don't know where it is personally, even though I am an all an all-powerful intergalactic Christmas demon. <laughs> so Jeff Bezos uh, kidnaps Bruce Wayne's parents. Right. Well, because they used to work for Santa, and Santa was once the holder of the anti-life equation. Like he realized. Right. How, how about this? We'll set up some backstory. Right. Krampus and Santa used to work in the same office together, and they were working mm. on this thing called the the life equation which was a mathematical equation on how to distribute toys across the world at like maximum efficiency but what they discovered instead was something dark something evil and they knew this power could not be it could not be released into the world and so santa <laughs> wrapped it in a gift and sent it to the deepest, darkest depths of the ocean and banished Krampus who tried to use the power for himself. I, right. I want there to be a scene where like Krampus gets his hands on the anti-life equation and one of the characters just like changes a negative to a positive and it just wipes out everything that Krampus has done. <laughs> That's all there is to it. It's what happens if you try to divide by zero on your Apple calculator. <laughs> it's just error. <laughs> So I think that it was created as the ability to uh, allow access to everyone's thoughts and their mind. Oh, and it was yeah. like a it was like a ma it was like a mass suggestion tool. Jeff Bezos wants to modernize the anti life equation so that he has access to everyone in the world's. Uh, Google searches and their phone history. <laughs> he, he's he's going to be using those SEO ads hard. Yes. Yeah, yes. yeah, and yeah. So yeah. he's like trying. <laughs> he's like trying to mass suggest everyone sell their their bodies and their souls to Amazon. <laughs> and he finds out that because honestly, all he wanted to do was build a new a new Amazon distribution center in the North Pole. But after kidnapping and subsequently murdering Bruce Wayne's parents, <laughs> he finds out that the anti-life equation is in the North, like is in the North pole. Right. Uh, it's, it's in, it's in one of the frozen lakes at the North pole. Right. And, where Santa uh, buried it millennia ago to keep it safe from, from beings who were too powerful and would abuse it. No guys, I'm sorry. I got it. Oh, okay. Santa split up the anti-life equation into three parts one for himself, one for Aquaman, Santa, and one for Martian Manhunter. And they have to go <laughs> get them all and bring them back. Um, and what do we what do we call these boxes, Colton? Um, we'll call it's uh, it's called the Hallmark. When they're brought all, <laughs> when they're all three brought together, it's called the Hallmark. 
Yo, we're not going to release this episode until Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang it. Sorry, guys. This one's going to have to wait. Yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to go another six months without releasing this episode. <laughs> Without, without releasing an episode until we get to December, and we're like, here you go. <laughs> Which is still on brand for us. Yeah, very. sorry guys, the time's not right yet. You guys weren't ready for this one. <laughs> um, so yeah, he brings together he brings together the three uh, the three boxes, and he creates the hallmark. Which is the only way to find, which is the only way to like bring forth the anti life equation, right? Mm-hmm. With the help of. Every uh, every Santa on Earth, and then with the last minute help of Martian Manhunter, um, they're able to drive back and defeat Jeff Bezos's forces, and then send Krampus back to Christmas Hell, I guess. <laughs> Which is uh, just the like the bottom floor of a Macy's department store. <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna say it's Toys R Us the entire month of December, but you know we don't have those anymore. Um, then they are able to break apart the Hallmark. And uh, they get the nine or the nine reindeer, including Rudolph, to uh, redistribute the wealth. No, um, <laughs> uh, redistribute the 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 gifts back into like different hands, so like no one knows where they are. Y'all is is Santa a commie? Is he a filthy red? <gasps> oh no! Costumes starting to make sense now. <laughs> That's why everyone gets gifts. Oh no! Oh my god. Oh, well, no, he believes in like punishing people for doing wrong things. That's pretty capitalist. Like. <laughs> that was fun. I yeah. guys, I think we did it. I had no idea where that was going to go, and I'm so <laughs> yeah. glad. I, I go us, go us, go us. I'm so glad that we were able to come together and figure out what we were going to do this movie over. Yeah, I would not have landed on Christmas movie for today's. <laughs> Christmas movie was not on my bingo card for today. A Christmas get the band back together and fight Jeff Bezos movie. I would not oh. have. And then definitely the, did not wake up this morning ready to make that movie. With the added uh with the added dash of spice that was a uh well that was Krampus. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I think between the three of us, we could probably talk about the actual movie of the Snyder Cut for a hot second. So brief thoughts on the Snyder Cut. I think it is a million times better than the what the Justice League, as the Internet is calling it. <laughs> um, the bar was pretty low. I'm not going to lie. The bar was uh, in the basement. So it was yeah. like, I, like, I am now... 48 hours removed from this movie and I still enjoy it. Yeah. I think my biggest reservation about the movie going into it turned out to be appropriate and that it was that the movie was four hours long. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. It did. And maybe it's just because I was watching it with you guys, but it did entertain for four hours. I was, I was kind of surprised. Yeah. I, I, uh, Colton, what do you think? You're like the biggest kind of DC fanboy out of all (laughs) of us. So, I think so. I I was very like hesitant. I kind of wanted my expectations to be low when I came in, um, but the fact that not only did it have like completely new scenes, they took out parts of the Justice League movie that were bad. Yeah, like mm-hmm. I think it, it's one thing to be like it's it's Justice League plus something, but it's literally like Justice League minus all of the other stuff plus all of the good yeah. stuff, and it like really makes me question like. What was Whedon doing? Like, 
Yeah. Like, it almost makes me, like, I'll, like, think about it. I'm like, I just don't understand how you could take out some of these scenes. So I think what Whedon was thinking was, who can I abuse on set today? No. Uh, (laughs) Well, probably. I don't know. Uh, But the biggest complaint that everyone has about DC movies is that they are so dark. Mm. And so Joss Whedon, who has been working on Marvel movies, and everyone loves the Marvel movies because they're just jokey, joke, 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 joke. Yep. (laughs) He decided to come in and to kind of revamp the Justice League and, like, make it... Try or at least try to make it like a Marvel movie, and it didn't really work out. <laughs> no, no, but um, the, like Snyder Cut was had funny moments, and it like felt natural. Right. Yeah, they yeah. left in all of the like good jokes, and then took out literally all the bad jokes. <laughs> well, and like Flash was a like tolerable character. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> <laughs> towards the end, <laughs> I I still think that. The Flash is kind of an insufferable character in the in these movies, but I mean uh, that's just it is what it is. But his little run, his little <laughs> oh, yeah. his little Sasquatch run. <laughs> I will say his like redeeming moment for me to just be like, oh my god, I absolutely hate this character. His redeeming moment for me was towards the end where he literally uh, reverses time. God, and, man. Um, nuts. Bring like. That was the like that was probably one of the most like visually stunning things I've seen in a superhero movie in a very long time. It was I like, think the visuals of the Flash are so cool in a way that they I wish they'd done with Quicksilver because we got like lots of like fun slow-mo scenes, but the way like yeah. physics behave, like the fact that during the slow motion scene where he he saves that girl from the the car wreck, he like turns and his shoes can't keep up with him because he's not in his flash suit, and he tears out of his vans because he's like moving so fast. Yeah, there was a there was a, there was this, there was this thing on TikTok where someone was like, they, it was like a posting of that scene, and someone said if he was actually moving that fast, she would be obliterated in real life. And someone was like, every comment was like, this isn't real life. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> It's like they want to. It's like they want to keep like superhero physics, or they want to keep real life physics in a superhero movie. And I'm like, that's not how this works. <laughs> that's when the R rating really came out. Is when he tried to save this girl and ends up just breaking every bone in her body. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, this movie made me very intrigued about Darkseid as a villain, mm. uh, and made me very sad that we will more than likely never get to see the rest of Zack Snyder's vision. Ugh, or dark know, side as a character. We need to have a real heart to heart with uh, whatever Warner Brothers execs are calling the shots. Because, Honestly, uh, like y'all dumb. I mean, the power of social media is what brought the Snyderverse back. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's not completely outside of the realm of possibility for them to do the same thing with the like to greenlight these other two movies that exist inside of Zack Snyder's head, which he's already kind of spoiled what they were supposed to be, but. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Well, and also like Hollywood is such a revolving door. Studio execs have the lifespan of a mosquito. I mean, who knows what happens in six months when the next Warner Brothers exec comes in and flips the tables. I don't know. Well, we might see the Snyderverse again. Yeah. Well, speaking of endings, it is time that we end our main segment and move on into bigger and better things. Greener pastures. Where are we going, Colton? Oh, uh, we're going to uh, shake and not stirred.
Welcome to Shaken Not Stirred, uh, the part of the podcast where we take a random movie and we pair it up with a random movie genre. Uh, I believe last week we had 13 Going on 30 as a mystery movie. Devil Wears Prada as a cop drama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a real fun, goofy time. So let's see what movie we get. What do we get? Um, a Quiet Place. Oh. <laughs> it's not a fee fun. Oh, as a documentary. Oh, okay. A Quiet Place. The History of Libraries. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Maybe not the history of libraries, but we could almost go with like a mockumentary sitcom, like office style. No, 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 no. Okay, we, do t- we do too many uh, mockumentaries. We do. We, That's we need fair. to have a straight This is up, a straight up educational documentary. We need a straight up documentary about the history of, uh, of a small town's library where Emily Blunt plays the librarian. So are we thinking more uh, of like a, like a cloud atlas scenario where... Like a cloud atlas theme where it's like we see the generations who have inherited the library and how it's affected their lives throughout time. What if it's about a librarian who like helps out the students and different people that come and it's like all these all these students like stories that have like gone through and they can all trace it back to like this librarian who has like. Shaped oh. their like lives through just like showing them like books and the power of learning, and and yeah. brought them on to win <laughs> win the big spelling bee in 1998. <laughs> why, why is this joke podcast like trying to pitch the most like sincere like <laughs> documentary I've ever heard of? Now I want somebody to to message us with the story of how a librarian has touched their lives. If you or a loved one has ever been touched by a librarian, no, you no, might be no, 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 no. Oh no! You contact a therapist. Do not contact. Just do us. another one. Just do another one. Well, this isn't a great. This isn't a great segue from where we're going. Uh, spotlight. <laughs> what am I not? I, I wasn't realizing that. Why did you put spotlight? I don't. I wasn't realizing. What I forgot what it was. A, I wasn't realizing what it was about. While I was putting it on the wheel. There's no way in good in good taste. It I was an accident. Of that movie. Oh man. Okay. Hold on. Okay. Um, Hunger Games. Oh, okay. All right. Hey. Hunger Games is a musical. (laughs) (laughs) We cut to a town. A girl with a dream. Where everyone knows your name. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's a musical about a town. It's a musical about a town during the Dust Bowl. (laughs) <laughs> where they they can't grow food and so it's the hunger game. I was going to say it's a movie, it's a it's a musical about a guy trying to figure out where his girlfriend wants to eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a musical set in the Dust Bowl. Um and uh our main character played by Jennifer Lawrence. Ha- I I mean, I guess we're going to still call her Katniss. <laughs> like America has been divided into 13 districts. Yeah, the uh, the dustier bowl. The dustier uh, bowl. <laughs> uh, she has to go compete in like uh, one of the big cities. Uh, like oh. she has to go to the big city. Like she has to go to the big city, and she and they has have to this huge America's Got Talent tent set up. Yeah, where they have to go yeah. compete 
in a talent show for food <laughs> because this some sort of late capitalistic hellscape. Yes. This is Jeff Bezos America. <laughs> this is Jeff Bezos America where you have to sing and dance in a circus tent for Bezos' amusement for food. The, this is the timeline where Jeff Bezos won. <laughs> <laughs> what if we have like a black mirror aspect where she gets like really famous and she's able to like provide for herself but like she's like lost the part of herself that's like Oh, the, like, yeah. small town home. And, like, then she sees, like, a little girl, like, starving. And she's like, oh, my gosh. Like, she she wins the competition. And she forgets, like, she gets whisked away to Hollywood, essentially. Just completely forgets about her family back home in, like, Kansas or something. It, cu- uh, it cuts to 25 years later. And she's at a book signing. She's signing this person's book and she looks up and the person is her sister. Oh. And she's like, you forgot about us. And then she shoots her. <laughs> Jeff Bezos has been brought. His reign has been brought to an end. His nightmare reign. Everyone lives happily ever after. Except for Katniss, who gets devoured by hungry dust bullions. Yes. All right, y'all want one more? <clears throat> Terminator? Have we done Terminator? I feel like I've done No, I don't think we have done Terminator. I don't think so. Terminator as a romantic comedy. (laughs) A woman builds the perfect boyfriend. Oh, my gosh. Yes. 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 Sarah O'Connor has built the perfect boyfriend. Oh, she's Irish now. Oh, Sarah Sarah O'Connor. Oh, hey there, ladies and lassies. My name is Sarah O'Connor. But uh, something goes rogue in his programming and goes on a mission to terminate all other boyfriends in the world. <laughs> no one can. No one will ever be able to break her heart again because their bones will be broken. Right, yeah. because he's coming to break their kneecaps. <laughs> That's right. What if? What if it goes wrong? He just turns into like a Chad. Like <laughs> <laughs> he's just he, a total douche. He, gl- he he glitches out and he becomes an incel. Yeah. He's like <laughs> he's like he's like in a relationship, but for some reason he's still like an incel and thinks that women are like animals. <laughs> I think we like the first half of the movie is her building a relationship with this uh, this terrible robot that she's constructed, and then when he begins to go on a murder spree, she realizes, "Oh no, I've got to destroy the very thing I love." And uh, then at the very end, the nerdy scientist who helped her the whole time he takes off his glasses, and oh no, he's hot! Oh no, he's hot! <laughs> um, do you know what the name of this robot is? Oh no. It's the T Simp Thousand. Thank you. <laughs> this, this man will do anything for a hit of oil. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh god. That was fun. I like that one. All right. So that was Shaken Not Stirred. Thank you so much, Colton. Your reward is in heaven. <laughs> now we will be transitioning into the penultimate section of our podcast where we talk about. Uh, some recommendations of media that we think you should be consuming this week. Uh, I've got, uh, I've got like two things. Lay it on us. Hit me. So, uh, the first thing is a YouTube series by, uh, it, none of these are like movies or TV shows, by the way, so don't get too excited. Marble Hornets. Um, yeah, it's Marble Hornets. (laughs) (laughs) With a subsequent to the arc videos. Um, (laughs) No, it is a YouTube series uh, by the channel College Humor. It is called Dimension 20. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Dimension 20. It is, it is where uh, 
Oh wow, it's raining. Um, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like, what is happening? Who flushed the toilet? <laughs> yeah, sorry to anyone who's hearing. Uh, well, actually, no. If you if you like the sound of rain uh, while someone is talking to you, then I can I can make that happen for you. Subscribe uh, to our Patreon. For- <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it is uh, it is some of the cast of College Humor gets together. Uh, they play Dungeons and Dragons, and there's I think three seasons where they have like an overarching story. Um, and then they have a couple of like little like mini uh, mini series where they bring in uh, guest players that are like big in the Dungeon and Dragon Dungeons and Dragons mm-hmm. like creator community. So like one story that I finished uh, was with Matt Mercer from Critical Role. They have a they have another uh, series with the McElroy brothers and Clint McElroy, their dad. Uh, it's just it's super fun uh, and it has got me into like really loving D and D. Um, I'm playing, I'm playing two campaigns right now, but like watching that in conjunction with those campaigns makes me like, oh man, Dungeons and Dragons is like the best thing in the world. I uh, think we're all like, all three of us are kind of in like a high of D and D right now. And it's yeah. like just yeah. a matter of time until our actual play podcast. Yeah. I was going to say, eventually every podcast devolves into a D and D podcast. <laughs> so it's, it's coming. It's only a matter of time. Uh, and the second thing I want to mention real quick, uh, is I have a friend, or well, I have a couple of friends who have a podcast that is a movie. It is a movie review podcast. They are called the One Take Podcast. They just review movies and TV shows and stuff, and they are super fun. They've had me on three or four times at this point, and you guys should go give them a listen. They are they're they're a super great group of guys, and every time that I am on their show, uh, it, it is it's a it's a it is a blast. Honestly, it's so much fun. Uh, so yeah, go give the one take podcast a listen after you listen to this one. Don't like click us out and then go listen to them. Just remember <laughs> where, and, and where a, your allegiance lies. Yeah. And I mean, I think there might also be the potential for a crossover episode in the near future. What? Uh, no. to, be de- to be determined. TBD. To be determined. TBD. TBD. Y'all, Barry is fantastic. Such a good show. Have y'all, have you guys seen this? Bill Hader? I have seen like the first episode of it a couple of times at this point and have just not gotten around to watching it again. Really? <laughs> no, what is it? I don't think I've heard of it. Uh, it's literally <laughs> Barry is like, he moves to Los Angeles to be a theater teacher. Um, but he is also a hitman on the side. Oh, wow. And so he's got to like balance to these two aspects <laughs> of his life. It's such a like absurd, dark comedy. Um, but Bill Hader is a really good actor and is phenomenal in this show. So I'm only, I'm only a few episodes in, um, but I've, I really like it so far. <laughs> yeah. If you, if you guys have some time, it's on HBO max and I'm sure you could find it somewhere else. <laughs> Wink. Um, <laughs> like on Netflix or Amazon Prime, or some other <laughs> legal outlet. I'm sure. Wink. Um, yeah. So I want to preface that this is a safe space. Is it? No. Is, a safe space is it? I want to make sure that's clear. My Little Pony, friendship is magic. If you bring Iron Man two to the table again, I swear <laughs> to God. <laughs> no, I started watching um, the original Yu Gi Oh again. Um, yes. <laughs> I'm at like season. I think it's like season two, like quote unquote. Um, it's like the Egyptian god card arc right now, but it's I don't know. It's really funny. Um, it's real fun to like see how innocent and 2005 this show is because it's just like wait was it 2005? Yeah. Oh wow. 
You know the wildest thing to me about our childhood shows coming back around to streaming networks is the fact that like I can watch them all in sequential order, which completely like gives context to things I never like picked up on when you well, watch them like, just whenever they happen to come on on like cartoon well, and Network. I feel like also with like Saturday morning cartoons like I wasn't watching for story really I was watching because sure, there was fun yeah. monsters fighting there yeah. are so many there are so there's an ungodly amount of commercial breaks in these shows <laughs> I mean like a sentence will go by it feels like and they're cutting and coming back and I'm like no wonder we all hate capitalism because it ruined our Saturday mornings. Like, <laughs> That's what made us a bunch of leftists. It was the Saturday morning cartoon was, commercial break. Yeah, when when Karl Marx was writing the the Communist <laughs> Manifesto, he was like, "Yeah, yeah, seize the means of production, but also let's get commercials off my Saturday morning cartoons." <laughs> I want to know what happens to my blue eyes white dragon. <laughs> uh, but as someone who still like follows Yu Gi Oh, like I say, is like pretty like weekly, but I like still like have a deck and like duel whenever I can. Um, it's real fun to like see like the quote unquote origins and like how none of these like decks would really be a thing anymore. Cause it's just like, you have <laughs> random cards in your deck that do like nothing for the overarching, but it's really fun. And if one thing I wish we could incorporate into the real world is uh, shadow duels uh, <laughs> where we just fight someone. And if we win, we get to send them to the shadow realm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say dual discs. And I was like, absolutely. Well, they do exist. You can you can probably still buy them off of eBay or something. They're like two hundred dollars. Like uh, you've looked into it. <laughs> Drip or drown, baby. <laughs> A Rolex dual disc. <laughs> Stop. Stop it right now. <laughs> well, that brings us to the end of Real Talk and also the end of ourselves. Goodbye, everybody. I'm fading. <laughs> Mr. Mister King, I don't feel so good. <laughs> Ew, um, don't call him Mr. I don't like that. Uh, I don't like uh, knowing that we have last names. Mr. King was my father. Yeah, I, I didn't like that either. Uh, Sorry. Sorry, Brady. If you've enjoyed the podcast, um, you can reach out on Instagram, Facebook, or email us at stirtheplot at gmail.com. And hey, we have a Patreon. If you find yourself able to contribute financially in the middle of this trying trying time um feel free to hop on over we've got some cool merch options stickers uh shirts as well as some bonus content that we're that we are currently working on um and can we just give a couple can we give a couple patreon shout outs can we sure. do that is that allowed yeah let's do hey, it cameron and jewel cameron and jewel ogs thank you guys so much we appreciate y'all support y'all been there since day one Real plot thoughts. We appreciate Certified plot thoughts. <laughs> Certified. <laughs> Seven days a week. Slap that one on a resume. Derek, you want to send us home? Yeah, I got it. Send me to the shadow realm, baby. Yeah. Send us to the shadow realm. (laughs) This might. And Colton, you can't cheat and look up what movies came out this year. (laughs) What do you mean? I've done that every week. I felt so defeated. I was like listening back to that. I was like, I can't believe you guessed the movie. Uh this is uh this is a review of a movie from 2005. Oh god. Uh, it is by the reviewer Smooth Taco Man. They gave it half a star. And they said there was a lot of tur and Brady, I'm gonna say a cuss word. Can you like insert a sensor? I t- here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna time it so that I'm I scream over the swear word. Ready? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Uh, there was a lot of turbulence on the plane. Ah! That's not where I was. It's, 
Dang it. <laughs> Turbulence was the cuss word. I'll just, I'll, just, I'll just change the word. I'll just change the word. Um, there was a lot of turbulence on the plane when I was watching this. I really thought for a second I was going to die watching this crap movie, LMAO. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, King Kong. Okay. Oh, I'm going to go with Spider-Man. Okay. You were both wrong. Uh, this is actually the the 2005 Jimmy Fallon vehicle fever pitch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jimmy. Oh, How far are you fallen? My name is Brady King. My name is Derek Fultz. I'm Colton Hart. My name's Tyler. And if you see Sandra Bullock, give her a big old hug. The Sandra cut. <laughs> Release the Sandra Release cut. Release it. imagine it's just like hey here's all this footage you figure out what to do <laughs> <laughs> good luck